Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Today is October 10th. The Yankees are vacationing and we're applying for a job in their front office. Let's do it. Let's talk some Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, presented to you by SeatGeek. Use code JOHNBOYPOSTSEASON to get 10% off any ticket. It doesn't matter if you've used a code of ours before. It can be the oldest account known to man. You use code JOHNBOYPOSTSEASON and you get 10% off any ticket of your choice at any venue that's hosting the event you want to go to. If you want to go check out another team playing the postseason, you can use it. Or you can go see a a concert or the ballet with your significant other. Jake, how you doing? James Davis, original SeatGeek users. I'm doing doing well. I mean, there's been uh, no more real Yankee oomphs. I I think during wild card week, this city had actually a little uh, heat wave where it was like 80 during the day and the nights was like... Really nice weather, like kind of would have been badass wild card. It wouldn't have felt like October, but it would have been like a nice time at the stadium. There was a little bit of, oh, yeah. Um, and then I just I just saw a guy today getting lunch, Aiden, who's a big Yankees fan. He's like, no Yankees baseball, huh? I was like, yeah. Yeah, because they were bad. So uh, what we need to do is be better. And I hope that's what the Yankees are currently trying to figure out, or at least why other teams are better than them. Um no post game, no postseason press conference yet. No, yeah, a little weird. Doesn't that usually it's, happen? It's now by been then? like it's a been full a little week. bit. I, like, I mean, did they take a while last year? Maybe they they just normally plan on having it the third week of October. So <laughs> that's kind of what works for them. Interesting stuff. We uh, are, are watching a lot of ex Yankees in the postseason, Jake. A lot of people have been tweeting about yes. this. I think they're kind of forced feelings that Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, Avaldi, Monty, uh, Lance Lynn's going to make a start Ranger's soon. Rangers' whole rotation. Heaney. Hicks, Heaney. Uh, Joe Mantiply. Yeah, that's a good one. D-Rob was in the postseason. Uh, nah, nah, barely made it. <laughs> Schwarber, Harper, Harper, Machado. No, didn't make it. I'd, but honestly, do you? Because I, I see people tweeting about this. Oh, and I'm like, none of them are really like, besides Monty. That's the only one that somewhat stings. But also, I feel so happy for him. Yeah, I mean, his last star wasn't so great. I mean, Evaldi uh, was. Evaldi's uh, not a Yankee, situation the Yankee Yankees lifetime. messed up. It was a Yankee lifetime ago. I know. I don't even think of him as a Yankee. Um, 
Sonny Gray, I mean, we've, <clears throat> we've done that numerous times. Nobody's missing Gallo. Um, so yeah, the, su- the Sonny Gray pain, if yeah. you want to call it that, it's just the same that it's always been. It's like, I, oh, he's good elsewhere. I think it's just funny now that like we live in an MLB grid world where everyone that's probably listening to this has tried MLB grid at this point, that it's funny that there's some teams that are really tough to link up because they don't really mix it up in free agency. They're a smaller market team. That I think it's funny that the Yankees, I think, because they go out and get free agents and they move on from guys, the Yankees have a lot of bodies floating around out there. That yeah, which Yankee fan was banging the table to keep Heen Dog? Like, all right, so don't 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 pretend like you're in your Yankee feel seeing him on the bump. Um, although I'm happy for him. I guess it's just it's again similar to Sonny, like more of just like oh, mad that trade even happened. Like, does any team out there the the Dodgers, Diamondbacks? There's no Yankees on either of those teams. Joe Mantiply. Oh, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn's Lance a Dodger. Lynn. Miguel Castro's a Diamondback. Miguel Castro also doesn't count. Yeah, also not. I mean, Monty's the Monty and Hicks are the only ones that really count. <clears throat> you know, like five plus years with the Yankees. They traded Chapman's Monty. on the Rangers. Oh, Chapman counts. Chapman got the save or got the hold in game one. I did a video on it that's coming out soon, and he threw, like, two strikes. It's really funny. (laughs) Like, never. He threw two first-pitch fastballs right down the middle and then didn't hit the zone ever again and got out of of it. Roll the two-ball, kid. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we covered that. Um, Go all the ex-Yankees. Monty is the only one I find myself truly rooting for, though, to be – not in a way like I still am endeared to you. Like, I don't right. root against Sonny. I like seeing him pitch well. But it's not like, oh, I oh I want him to do well. That's how I feel. And and no one else really still has that. Still feel some ownership. Yankee minor league. Like D-Rob, when he was on other teams, I had that for him. I was right. like, oh, I want him to do if, good. If the Blue Jays were on a run, we'd be feeling that about Chad Green, who I think did yeah. well in the mm-hmm. one wild card game he got into. Lucy, uh, Lucy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess this is a little wider than Yankee thoughts at this point. But, you know, we're as we audit the team and we apply to the front office. Justin Panic, who was on uh, the stream with me last night, he was you know, he comes in as a nervous baseball fan. He's like, you know, I don't I don't really know much. But it's like, you know, he he listens to John and Susan all the time. Like he kind of he knows some ball. Watches baseball. He was asking about roster construction because he was trying to compare it to football. And like football, really, the only way to build is through the draft because these guys are young for the yeah. first four years and their body's not as beaten down. So he's like, "How are these teams building?" And we walk through. You know, you need at least some youth. You know, the Braves have high level youth that they've added some pieces to. Uh, Philadelphia has youth that's accented by superstars that they went out and got. Um, I did think it was funny, uh, organizations and where can you be good and where can you be better, and it was funny seeing the Dodgers kind of execute what the Yankees' bullpen strategy has been the past couple years of getting the last out of the inning and rolling it over. But more so, I did a head tilt seeing Ryan Brazier, who had been a dead duck in the Red Sox pen, with the Dodgers, who have transformed a lot of pitchers and hitters' careers at this point, looking nasty on the mound. And then Thompson, who was a Rays uh, ditched piece, he's been lights out for the Snakes in the playoffs. So I, I know the bullpen has been one of the Yankees' areas of strength, more or less, the past couple of years, but it's uh, coaching 
matters at the major league level. Development matters along the way. Obviously, the value you're getting from your internationals, it, it all goes in the pot. But seeing, seeing Ryan Brazier out there popping BBs at 99 with wipeout pitches is like, damn. Like, well, Sox just fired their pitching coach, so he's out. <clears throat> Stop tilting your head like a dog. Your whole world's crooked. He was a little less dog. They teach that, though. Look at Whitlock. I know. That was what that... Snap your neck. Maybe there was a friend of that. What was the scary show that came out? Uh, Haunting of... Haunting of Hill House on the Hill? How, Hill Manor. Hill Manor? I don't know. Yeah, the crooked neck guy. Um, the twins are similar to the Yankees, or old Yankees at least, because the Yankees might be different now, in saying, forget the draft, not us. But we're going to get all the international 16-year-olds. I think seven of the nine starters for the Twins are like their own international signings. Something that was some crazy style like that. And the Yankees and them used to fight over guys a lot. They, uh, Sano and Gary were the same year and they were the top bidder. So, yeah, it is it's a fun question for Pennick to dive in, into because there's a lot of different ways teams go about building rosters. Um, I don't know how the Yankees are going to do it in the future. They love international signing. I always have. Well, and I, I, I do remember, you know, going back to the Bomba Squad twins, Juice Ball. Uh, it, the weakness of the Twins org has always been pitching, and they made a conscious effort. You know, Sonny Gray was acquired via trade. Pablo Lopez acquired via trade. Joe Ryan acquired via trade. Duran acquired via trade. Um, Pagan trade. Like, uh, they made a conscious effort to go out and acquire a lot of pitching to change that uh, while also tapping into new some new philosophies um, that has changed, revitalized their whole organization where uh, the Yanks Yankees need to do that on the offense. Yanks side. traded for Pablo. In a way. Fell through. Well, we're applying for a job with the Yankees so we can help fix it if we get the job. Easy as that. Someone on Reddit that applied for a job last year uh, said that this is the form they had him fill out before even getting an interview, and he put it on the internet, and now we're going to fill it out. Okay. And it's brought to us by? Brought to us by Tommy John. Ooh. <laughs> that means you're about to see a shot right above my groin, because I have made the switch to Tommy John full time. Um, oh. I, can, I mean, I can tell you guys the whole story if you got time for it. It was my go-to I wore it on my wedding day. I had one pair. I'd planned my week around it. In hindsight, just a little pathetic. If you like something that much, go and get it. So I did. I ordered a sampler pack. I said, what other Tommy Johns are out there? Got a grab pack of Tommy Johns. Turns out I like the 360 Sport because that's kind of who I am. Loaded up on them. Might be, might be even more what was pathetic that? that you had to try other styles out. Sports Jake. Get the 360 Sport, you know? Know thyself. Tommy John underwear. You need to check them out. Breathable, lightweight, moisture wicking, and you can get 20% off your first order right now at tommyjohn.com slash yanks. Save 20% at tommyjohn.com slash yanks. Go click the site for details, and if you're on our YouTube page, A, subscribe, and B, here's my boxers. Nice. Ooh. So... Uh, Good dinner, stuff. dinner and a show. This really is a YouTube app. Okay, are you ready, Jake? 
I haven't looked at this at all. I think so. There's a lot of questions. We might speed through some. Um, we might stop and really think about others. So uh, question number one. Which of the following players was more valuable on stolen base attempts? We should put this, uh, see if you could, in post, put them up on the screen to review. But runner. That's number one on yours. Yeah. Okay. Mine's in a different order, so that's interesting. Are you on, are you on the results? Are you on the poll? I'm on the or? poll. I'm, I haven't answered the questions yet. What? Look at that. So maybe it's a random so we can't copy Yeah, I, I refreshed my questionnaire page and it did ju- sh- shuffle the order on me just now. So, so yeah. either way. So just state the question and I, I'll meet you there. All right. Which, or you want to do it and I can control find, find it? Okay. I'm already there. Which of the following players is more valuable on stolen base attempts? Runner mm. A, 42 stolen bases, 23 caught stealing. Runner B, 12 stolen bases, Two caught stealing. I would say not enough data. There's a for gut instinct. A lot of these are kind of that. job interview questions. Explain your answer. Um, um, 12 stolen bases and two caught stealings is nothing. Like right. Over only, 162 games. That's it's just almost a, it's a wash. Yeah. Uh, it's like um, <laughs> runner. Like, a, oh, he picked a couple spots. Runner a is a threat, but also a liability because he's yeah. getting thrown out so much. Yeah. Um, I think you'd lean 12 and 2. It's a lot of caught stealings, but we are playing in gray. More valuable on stolen base attempts. So, yeah. Here's what I would say I'd I'd want player A, and and I want to coach him. him. Yeah. But I don't know if that's how they want. Well, they want you to think how you think. That's my how I would think. Right. I'd say I'd want the top guy and I'd want to coach him. Yeah. But the question isn't what you want. Who's more valuable? Yeah, so they're, player yeah, they're B asking like so. Player B has no value. Like it's just like whatever. And then it's like Chase Headley probably did that. And then runner A. The forty two is pretty valuable. Twenty three is not. Yeah, I wonder if, and this is a year ago, so this is before stolen bases, because 12 has become very much like, like Freddie Freeman this year, I think has 20 stolen bases. Yeah, this would have been, these are, you know, they're working this is, pre This is hashtag, at the big hashtag old rules. Freddie Freeman had 23 stolen bases this year. Yeah. The year before these rules were implemented, he was 13 and 3. So, so that's him. So that's basically... Would you rather have Freddie Freeman or, like, didn't Otani have silly caught stealing numbers because he doesn't care? I mean, the Orioles really. and the Rangers guys have, I believe, silly. Like the last year, Jorge Mateo went thirty-five and nine. Are they trying to do an on-base Similar. game here? Well, the guys on base a lot. Yeah, for what it's worth, this isn't one of the ones I thought we would talk this long about yeah i think we can i think we can clear this we got our points across which did you choose i think we answered what's the most common answer uh 83.8 percent voted for b i said i disagree so i'm i'm in minority already look at that but it's the way they phrase the question i guess more valuable i hate these tests the question is which player you want i think a lot of people would answer 
the way you're answering. Seems like player, player A has to teach him how to pick spots better. Player A has more coachable talent. Yeah. Given no other information, which of the following players would you start tomorrow in a must-win game? Assume each has 500 plate appearances so far this season. Mm. Um, so player A has an 850 OPS, two hits in his last 35 plate appearances, and player B has an 800 OPS and 13 hits in last 35 plate appearances. I would start player B. It's easily B for me. Easily B. I mean, you have a player that's hot. I mean, there could be a plate appearance loophole there if player A is walking a ton. And yeah. That's the loophole, but I don't think it's meant to be that. Well, I think it's meant to be that the two hits are homers and then he's got a ton of walks. So that's how he gets the OPS sure. high, where the 13 hits you're looking at. They're probably not slugging a lot at all. Well, but, I, th- I think it's more of a hot thing because they do say 500 plate appearances. So that 850 and 800 OPS are across the season. So I, I think, oh, yeah, oh, okay. I think they're just trying to lean in the concept of do you believe in hot or do you believe in 150 game sample size and staying with your guy? But 800 is such a good OPS. Like, yeah. if this was an 850 OPS and a 700 OPS, I think that becomes. A big conversation, eight hundred versus nine fifty. We get to like a special. We're seeing it in the playoffs now. If you haven't been watching, if you're a Yankees fan and you're looking to get your fix, welcome back. We're drug men. Um, Evan Carter is a rookie on the Texas Rangers, who were one of the most prolific offense in baseball this year. He just got slid up to the five hole. Now he's like a big time prospect and he's been hitting a lot, but he's playing above in the lineup of Nathaniel Lowe who's been like a back-to-back all-star first baseman. So, yeah, in the playoffs, you got to play the guys who are feeling it. Yeah. And in this question being a 50-point difference in OPS, like I I would take the hotter of the two. You're both very good ballplayers. One of you is clearly hotter. I wonder if this is like the the, uh, Ford... uh, Voight vote from 2019. (laughs) 65% voted B. 65% B? Okay. Just under two out of three people. Okay. We'll take that. Mike Ford, I have 500 plate appearances. All right. Um, Given no other information, which of the following catchers would you prefer to start tomorrow's game? Mm. Catcher ERA refers to the ERA of pitchers pitching when a particular catcher is catching. I mean, Yankees, if you have to explain that, who are you even hiring? <laughs> What's the whole point? You think someone's going to do this quiz? Your know, whole quiz is to weed <laughs> yeah, out people that don't know baseball stuff and you're explaining. I mean, maybe they added that for the the online yeah. Google form. The, the, per, the guy recreating it might <laughs> okay. have added yeah, that. That, right. that might not have been on the sheet. Maybe it was. <laughs> it might have been on the original. Um, I'm starting catcher A. Catcher A, 850 OPS, a 425. Catcher ERA, catcher B, 700 OPS, 350. This is one for me that I, I think it leaves a little gray out there. I'd, I'd want to know a little bit more of who's caught who and given stuff. Given no other information. Right, given no other information, I think it is A. I'm, I'm with you. Um, But, you know, we did see in the Braves game last night, they started Travis Darno over... Uh, Sean Murphy, who the stats offensively are actually pretty similar to this. But 
Travis Darnot had had a history of catching Freed this year. Like, he was kind of Freed's guy. So, I, that would be my only gray wiggle area, but I'd, I'd much rather lean the 850 OPS catcher. I mean, that's, a, that's an impact player. Yeah. Similar to, to, like, that question before. Like, there's an 850 and 700. That's substantial. That's a real gap. What's that's, the, a, that's a real gap on offense. What's the results? This is the first one that's going to make you mad. Uh, again, 65%, 64.2% uh, voted for B. Wow. And it's not like a crazy difference. Like one run, I guess, that is a crazy big difference, difference in ERA. In ERA but I mean, ERA, that's that's half a yeah. run per start. Yeah. And that's like so that's a where, known, like, like I, not real stat. I half believe in catcher ERA. I think it's, I think there's situations, situationships where it comes into play. Um, but to put it down on paper like this, I, I yeah, would change, I would cook the numbers very differently. If if this was right. if it was like a huge difference, true or false, mm. an elite reliever is worth less to a team that already has six elite relievers than to an overall equally talented team that has only one elite reliever. Assume both teams use standard five man mm. rotations with starters who average five innings. Interesting. True, because the first team doesn't have as many high leverage innings to spread around. False, because you can never have enough elite relievers and the first team might end up having injuries. I mean, this is a sad question that the Yankees wrote in. (laughs) I agree with them. Yeah. I think it's false, but this is the Yankees just looking for, like, confirmation bias from the public. We should put more in our bullpen, right? You guys agree with us, right? A lot of relievers, always. It's not our fault they get hurt. Meanwhile... Guys, we don't think having extra good relievers is bad. but No, but it is false. I mean, an elite reliever is worth the same no matter how stacked or unstacked the bullpen is. Come the postseason, you want to be deep One in that options. position. It's just a dumb question. This is me going uh, Miss Vito. We always reference my cousin Vinny on here. Like, the question's dumb. You need more good relievers. Good team or bad team. So more valuable, no. 54% yeah. said true. Like that, that's, I think the people are fine there. My Diamondbacks, my Diamondbacks, like they added Paul Seawalt, who like is extremely valuable for them. But he also just needed good relievers. Yeah. So I, I don't know. This is a sad Yankees question. Sad Yankees question. We're doing something right, right? You think we should add more good relievers even though we have other good relievers, right? Because one guy says we have too many and we should go get some offense. Which I'd be with that guy. Yeah, if that was the question. If that's the vote, give me the more offense. I think we're against the public more than with so far. I think so. Which element of a hitter's triple slash line is most important to his offensive value? I would miss veto this. I would if I was to take this quiz, like if it was in pen and paper. I would just write void in big mm. red letters and is this turn the that in. Triple slash line? Yeah. Okay. Which elements of a hitter's triple slash line is most important? And and I would refuse to answer this and I would write, uh, it's a bullshit question. Yeah. Sign Ms. Vito. And that's how I would turn this in. And then uh, and uh, then Ms. Herb Ms. Brooks would say, I want the guy in net who didn't take Are the test. Are you just combining the movies now? Yeah. You had Herb Brooks show up at that Alabama court. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Is this because I didn't take your test? Um, I avoid that question. This felt like Why? a lead out It's one. a trick question. It is a trick question. Um, yes, and this, this one is the perfect example of, of what we've been talking about. And we can only reference uh, data points we have. Jim, you noted it on Talking Baseball today. Go check it out if you haven't been listening. Austin Riley, who hits a game-winning season-saving home run, wasn't his Marcus Tim's A-swing. He, like, got beat on the pitch. He released his top hand because he's doing anything to get the barrel of the bat on the ball with two strikes. It ends up being a homer because he's a very strong man, which the Yankees have some of those guys. But he's, like, hitting. So all of this has to go into the equation. If you were to focus on one of these... You're dumb. Dumb. Weakly dumb. Yeah. If you put a gun to my head, I'd put on base percentage. Uh, and, and I think you know, so, too. By putting this out, we're putting a gun to the people's head, and the people did at a 74% clip vote on base percentage. 24% voted slugging percentage, which means 2% leftover voted batting average, and that's presumably as a goof. How about this? But, Give me three of each of those guys. Yeah. Which of the following stats would most clearly indicate whether a hitter's 350 average is due for regression? So, so this is the only question I knew coming in. Okay. So the options are OPS, OPS plus, WOBA, BABIP on base percentage and slugging. And this is there's a right and wrong answer kind of like I mean, I think there's two somewhat correct answers. Yes. It's Babip and Woba. Yep. Because those are the only kind of predictive stats. They're not result-based. They're like what-if-based. Right. So batting average on balls in play would be my answer here. Yeah, and I, I think it's, I, again, if, if the Yankees are trying to get you in question, phrasing in questions on this, which we're not really sure, uh, we've talked about Babip a little bit. I, I think... Per each hitter, it should be evaluized. And, okay, you're not hired, kid. No, you are hired, actually. Uh, evaluized? Yeah. This, this kid just made up a word. He's a whiz He's kid. He's good. Yeah. He's the next Epstein. Uh, Theo. Um, <laughs> 350 average. It, it needs to be judged hitter on themselves year for year. Oh, Gary Sanchez has a 250 BABIP in his career. This year he has a 210. I would expect in the second half it's got a chance to go up. You can't compare it as like a league stat or team stat or anything. It's by player. I agree. Uh, of the following pitching stats, which is the most robust? <laughs> and then they explain robust. Guys, <laughs> just use the words. Yeah. They say value-driven or all-encompassing. Why don't you just change the question to be of all the follow- following pitching stats, which is the most all-encompassing? Mm. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm... Judging your quiz and you're being dumb. Mm. Uh, I.e. value-driven, all-encompassing. So this is almost a triple slash line situation. Right. Whip, FIP, ERA, quality starts, left on base percentage. Uh, So which is the most all-encompassing? They're probably going for FIP here. Right. But I don't agree with that. And I actually, Jake, I, I think I... Would you might guess I'd choose quality start, but no, I think I'd choose whip for a starting pitcher. 
So we're gonna we are gonna make this starting pitcher only because it doesn't say that, but the fact it has quality starts on there, I think that's... Yeah, well, if it's reliever, it's a different. Divine robust. Me. One more time. Value driven. Okay. All encompassing. Okay. And oh. in case you didn't know the question, uh, the words we just used on this question, here's some other words we could have used, but we opted not to. Robust. We're the en- Yankees. Good energy drink. Um. Ah. Uh, for, of the following pitching stats, most robust. Um, I suppose listing it as most robust, I would lean FIP um, because you are trying to get the whole league. That's not how I would want to measure my pitching necessarily because I I do think guys that get hurt for having bad defense... You need to know how to judge that, but people that like use their defense shouldn't be penalized for that, and sometimes FIP does, I feel like. It's a big advantage. Pablo Lopez gave a great interview after his seven innings against the Astros, and his main one of his main talking points was, I needed to get them to hit the ball of my guys and trust my defense and get quick outs. I would go with WIP because they're starting pitcher. I want them to go deep in the games. I don't want them to walk guys and put them on base. I don't want them to give up hits and big innings and always be in trouble. Uh, I think it's indicative of, like, pitching deep into games. If you have a lower whip, you're probably having easier innings and getting deeper in the games and getting outs. If your whip is really high, that means you were Carlos Rodon this year. So, But I get they want fit, but I just think you should pitch to your defense, especially uh, – with the shift and all that, you want ground balls. Yeah, I would. I would be interested. I don't hate fit, but I would. I would choose whip because if you, you're picking if, one of these. So if we're taking out quality start percentage and left on base percentage for those now, are the bottom two. Left on base percentage. No one's odd ever if we're doing basically four starting pitching. That categories. was to weed out a, a, like a real rat. Quality start percentage, nice, and we'll give you a list of some of the game's best I think pitchers. we actually like that more than most people. But um, I, ju- I think on a given year, ERA, you could almost tell some of the given outliers. I like ERA. Or, or guys that might fluctuate the next year or two. I also like it as, like, result. Like, how did you do? This is but this did. is much more, how would you build a team? Yeah, right. We're, we're trying to evaluate yeah. a guy for the future. I, w- I would love to see a list of the past couple years, FIP and WHIP, and see... If anything stood out to me as like, oh, well, that's a little bit of a loophole. Um, Because I don't know, like, Wheeler has been a a FIP king the past couple years, and he's looked fantastic. And I heard people, Philly people, rightfully so, so saying like, hey, when you mention, whenever anyone mentions best pitchers, no one jumps to Zach Wheeler, and he probably deserves it, but he plays in a band box. And his defense used to be bad. It's gotten better. Um, but it's like, okay, yeah, you need to take that into consideration. Uh, do you want to know the FIP and WHIP leaders for this year? Sure. So the WHIP leader for this year was Cole. Nice. I can. Um, then Eflin, then Kirby, then Bradish, Mm. then Burns. Those are the top five. Okay. Um... Now, Cole, Bradish were also top five for ERA. Only two that are both. FIP, you have Sonny Gray, Strider, Gossman, 
Eflin, Steele. Braddish drops to 10, Cole drops to 8. Wheeler, 6th. Okay. So. Snell Snell dodges both those charts, but ERA. Yeah, but I actually, like, Cole, like, stopped going for strikeouts and started going for, like, yeah. balls in yeah. play and had a better season and lasted he's, he's the whole still, season. Like, in the neighborhood. Uh, and, yeah, he's still, he's still top 10. Yeah. So, you know, Strider has a lot of strikeouts. Um, but, yeah, but he walks. And then Snell is a complete outlier because he's, he's walking guys on purpose. Uh, he, he basically sell, yelled, fuck walk. FIP. Doesn't fuck care. Yeah. Uh, all right. The, the number one answer was FIP at 70%. And I could probably tell you all the number was, one answers. Whip was Only uh, people 19. taking this are the fan graph nerds. A little bit. Uh, yeah, whip second and then bottom third. And I think by doing all of this, we're trying to find out the Yankees getting better help. And this show is sponsored by Better Help. Whoa. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like, you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire, like the one we're looking at now, but it'll get you matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime for no additional charge. So... Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. That's nice. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Yanks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Yanks. Click the link in the description. Given no other information, which of the following hitters would you pick to hit with the game on the line in the ninth inning of a must-win game? Player A, 750 OPS. 350 average with runners in scoring position this season. Player B, 800 OPS, 250 average with runners in scoring position this season. I don't know. I feel like all of these are... Like, part of me is like, I guess people will choose the 50 points better OPS and 100 points better average with runners in scoring position. But I also feel like I'm just projecting anger towards like these thought processes that I don't even know if that's the favorite I'm choosing a and they choose a yeah I mean I you know I I would lean a here um especially because the stat we have is OPS and something that I've um been adamant about and I I think is true like I I think on a given year you know, I've seen Aaron Hicks have an 800 OPS season. I've seen DJ LeMahieu hang around the 750 range. I think contact bats help in those spots. Like, I think pitchers lock in. I think the walk is off the table. I think we just talked about Snell. Like, Snell is a guy who will walk you instead of giving you a cookie. Like, there's, uh, you know, Hicks will obviously take the walk, and I think there's times and places. But runners in scoring position, you need a hit. And The, and this- the pitcher's going to come at you. You need a hit. So I want the batting average guy. And this is where the Yankees front office and Boone seem to have a disconnect because he'll pinch hit IKF or the contact bat and then tell you that's why, but they don't really provide him with those players. Like IKF's a contact bat. He's a 250 average guy. He's a ball and play bat. Yeah. He doesn't strike out a lot. Yeah. Uh, So I would go A. Yeah, the, the people agreed with you. 
Nice. I, again, I think it, it probably comes down to 800 and 750 isn't a big difference. Wonder what the voting would be if it was 850 versus 750 or, or you know, a little more. But yeah, yeah. 57% went, went A. So it was close. Next one is, uh, which of the following hitters would you most want to have on your team? 240 batting average, 280 on base, 550 slug. So the Yankees. <laughs> so that's their ideal player. They wish they got that this year. Yeah. 550 slug. Is that like Carter's line when he was with them? No. I mean, a 550 slug is like, that's someone who's mashing. Gallo, what they thought Gallo, Gallo was going to be. I mean, Gallo is an OPP guy. Like, I'm trying to see, like, Judge was a 613 slug this year. No one else was in the fives. Um, let's see if I can find a better example from years past. 500 slugging, that's... Okay, I mean, that's that's supposed to be a... Gallo did that in, when he was 23 years old. But, I mean, he was a high OBP guy then, right? 333, yeah. So this is supposed to be like a boomer bust. When they hit it, it's powerful. Yeah. Doubles and homers. Hitter B, 260 batting average, 420 on base, and 410 slug. Okay, so that's kind of an all-around balanced hitter, not a lot of power. But on base is really good. Yeah. Hitter C, 320 average, 350 on base, 480 OPS. The reason why these questions are fucked up is because you, you give me one of each in a lineup. Right. That's kind of what I said before. Uh, except I don't really need A. Yeah, for this one, you could have one A, but you also don't need it. Like, if you got a guy that's getting on a 420 clip, just... Like, I think what these equations have missed out on, and when you're talking analytics in front office, is like, A, a lineup needs to be balanced. I think that's one of the questions we haven't gotten to yet, where you need mm -hmm. different looks, whether that's left, right, switch, on-base, contact, power. Like, that affects how the pitcher pitches, and I think that makes it a more difficult game. Uh, that being said, like, this is so ridiculous, because if in today's baseball you could have a lineup of 320, 350 guys, you'd win every game. <laughs> so... Give me that guy. Yeah, yeah. This a question like this one specific, like does not take into account who you already have or who you're picking them. Yeah, but if you could make a lineup out of with. all of them, like Jake's saying, you would choose C. You would choose the three twenty, three fifty guy. Like the in Major League Baseball this year, there was five batters who hit three twenty or better of qualified. So that's where. Well, what was that, any of their um, OPS? Was it was it uh, eight thirty? I mean, the lowest one is a rise at eight sixty one, and he had a three fifty four batting average. The other guys are Acuna, Freddie, Diaz, and Seager. So it's an elite list. Because because the, the two B and C here are the same OPS, I believe. Right. Yeah, it becomes a question of composition. So like, there. yeah. I guess an, an interesting comp, Bo Bichette this year, 300 batting average, 340 on base, and 814 OPS. So fairly contact-driven with a little bit of pop. Yeah. Yeah. Don't show me a lineup of Bo Bichette. So I'm in. 
Results-wise, hitter A was a distant third. B nice. and C were, were tight. B had 47% of the vote. C had 45 I love the public's vote there. I'm going a little Miss Vito, by the way. 420 would have been the highest OBP in baseball this year. Yes. Give me, give me, some, more, give me some real numbers. Yeah. Well, I think they're trying to go to the extents of it. Yeah. Uh, There's one question that is about extremes that I'm excited to talk <clears> about <throat> whenever we get there. So this one, given no other information, which of the following hitters would you prefer to have on your team? Yes. Yeah, this void. I just, I just say nah. I'd write nah on this one. It's uh, I'd rather talk about real stuff. Hitter A is 300 batting average, 450, um, on base, 600 slugging. So that's uh, Judge. I mean, mm. I mean, Judge wasn't 450 on base. Is that Bonds? Or zero like batting team. average, zero slugging, one. He's an automatic walk. He just gets on base and walked every single time. This question is, you know what? I'm going to go work for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. This question is, oh, I don't want to work for Thank you, you for having me. Appreciate your guys' time today, but. See you later. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, this one was the the biggest one discussed in the results thread uh, about, oh. like, how the public voted. Ugh, so, I can't even. I would just say, you lose. I think you're missing out that if a player gets on base every time, he, he, he will never get out. It was, and, the, and the vote came out 50.5% uh, picked pl- hitter A and 49.5% picked hitter B. And then half the comments are, how are people... Even considering picking the guy who literally can't get out, and the other half is how you picking the guy that cannot drive in a run unless the bases are loaded. And I I can't believe people are debating it. <laughs> Next one is which of the following could cause a player's W or X woba to be higher than his woba? Hey, this is like a real question that mm. if you're hiring people, like, do you know these terms? Mm. Um, which of the following could cause a player's X woba? To be higher than his WOBA. So X stats are expected stats. Uh, and WOBA is weighted on base. Average. Just average? Weighted on base average? I think so. I think so. Hitting into a lot of hard hit outs. Picking up a lot of weekly hit singles. Wait, so his expected WOBA is higher. So hard hit outs would be there. Which of the following could cause a player's X WOBA to be higher than his WOBA. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Yeah. This one feels like a, there's a yeah. there's just a right answer. This, this is the Yankees doing, uh, pounding their chest and being like, absolutely. But it's not factoring some of the shifting s- stuff we've talked about. Some of the, I don't think this takes in running, which after watching Donaldson and Gary and Stanton and Voight and all of these players try to cheat limping Geo. Like, guess what those didn't factor in? What if that 1,000 on-base percentage guy was legless, right. no strike zone, right. and an instant out? People got to think. Um, do we want to answer that one or no? I think we did. Oh, hard hit outs. Okay, given no information, which of the following players would you pick to start today's game? I'd be out, dude. This is why I didn't finish the SATs. I just... Turned it in. Hitter A. Do you have this one? Given no other... I mean, I have them. 
but there's a lot of given. So do you give, wanna, given oh, no other information. Which of the firing? Oh, hitter A is 240-305-475. I'd just straight up skip this if I was taking this test. At this point, I would be out. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Can we skip it? Well, you need to tell the people why, because they might it's not see this. too much shit. <laughs> I haven't read past the first slash line. There's too much stuff. Basically, what this is, is would you rather have good or regular season stats, but play the matchup? Like, Hitter A in this one has the worst statistics, but he's 13 for 18 with four homers against the starting pitcher. Here's my news flash. I think you start that guy, uh, and let me introduce you to Enrique Wilson. Or Bryce Harper and Rysel Iglesias. They just didn't pitch him because Harper owns him. And the people hammered that guy. That matters. Okay. Given no other information, which of the following pitchers would you most want to be on your team next year? Um, 60 innings. They all pitched 60 innings. Pitcher A and pitcher C had 90 strikeouts. Pitcher B had 60. Pitcher A didn't walk a lot of guys 10. Pitcher B walked 30. Pitcher C walked mm. 40. Um, Left out a couple stats. What did I leave out? Well, unless you're looking at a different question, it has those, ERA, and then saves and blown saves. Yeah, I was going left to right. Okay. Uh, three ERA for pitcher A. He's got the 90 Ks. Uh, the best ERA is the guy who walks a lot of people, the 2-5 ERA. And then they have saves and blown saves. Um, I don't care. <laughs> okay, next. Do you? Uh, None of those are predictive stats. Yeah, I I mean, for me... Um, I'd go with C. I, I would go with C, that that's a guy that had 50 saves in a year, which A, that's no joke, and B, uh, like... Those final three outs matter. I, I realize there's lanes, and we've had a lot of discussions, like should should you have a flexible bullpen where you can use your guy in the eighth inning if you need it, and I, I do believe in that, but in 50 saves and five blown saves with those stats, that's... He walks a lot of guys, so I guess that's why people might not pick him. I, well, I think the answer is supposed to be A, and like saves don't matter because that guy has the least walks and tied for the most strikeouts, that predictively he would have the best next year. But the worst ERA, yeah. I don't know. Of the following hitting stats, which is most robust? Mm -hmm. Value-driven, all-encompassing. WOBA, weighted runs created plus, OPS, total bases, on-base percentage. Um... I never have fully gotten into weighted runs created plus, so it it might be that, but I I haven't ever taken that deep dive. I watched a five minute Woba video yesterday just to prepare me for this, and actually kind of didn't help. A little bit of me, a little bit of that's on me because I kind of have the concept. Um, yeah, the weighted runs created plus. I I think some of the ballpark factors. I appreciate, but still don't like the fact that cores, um, you know, what that did to DJ a little bit and how, how that can cook some of their numbers. But I don't know how much of that is cores and I don't know how much it affects Fenway and other stuff. I, I think the answer is supposed to be Woba. Um, use every stat. Appreciate them differently. 
<laughs> I'll have another answer. Fun. This next one's different. Do you think player opt-outs are better for the player, better for the team, or mutual beneficial? I'm going to say mutually beneficial. What? Or player opt-outs? Player opt-outs are Those better. are for the player. Player. Only. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Which of the following pitchers would you prefer to have on your team? 4.2 innings pitch gives up zero runs every time. <clears throat> <clears throat> Six innings pitch gives up two runs every time. Mm, this is a fun Jimmy one. Um, for me, it's B easily. Yeah, like without a doubt. I think that one's more of a conversation, <clears throat> but I think it depends on the rest of the team. Like if I have other innings eaters, and I can, you can promise me four point two shutty. I'll take that. Um, but I think in generalities, I do like the six and two more. Yeah. I mean, over time, that's so much less <clears throat> bullpen. Right. And that bullpen isn't guaranteed to give you clean outing anyways. That, like, yeah. It's a it, 3.00 ERA. I mean, it's right. a really good it's pitch. a quality <clears throat> start. That would be top 10 ERA this year? I think it is interesting, you know, especially playoff time, if you – Show me these two before a game. I'm I'm pretty interested in that 4.2 shot. Yeah, there's times like, yeah. like you, you're you saying. You can promise <clears throat> me 4.20. I was like, what well, Snell was doing, <laughs> right? No, I'm taking the three ERA dude who gives you six innings every time, and I'm fucking so excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I think in the generalities of what this quiz would be, I would take B. I mean, how many pitchers this year had an ERA under three? Ideally, give me four Bs and one A. How many pitchers had an ERA under three this year? Six. Five. Steel just missed it, 3.06. Oh. So, like, you're talking about a top pitcher right. in the whole league. Right. How many no. had an ERA of zero? Yeah, but 4.2 or 4.66 times 30... You got enough good bullpen back there? 139 innings pitched. Well, how many elite relievers do you have in your bullpen? So it's so it's it's 40. Oh, if they start every start for a season, it's 40 innings more that you're getting. I can burn out a bullpen guy. 180 innings versus 130. So I'm going six point six and two. Do <sighs> you think you're getting the job? I don't think so. I'm unapplying. Yeah. If this is real, have you ever had to work for a job that gave you something like this? Ooh, did I ever have to take a quiz for a job? Not to get in, I don't think so. Like I'm I'm, I'm just worried fields. that like the personalities of the people that do this to get a job are just never going to push. You need some Jim Craig's on the team. Not going to take your stupid test. Isn't that so funny? Like, if you were to take a personality test, you'd be like, hey, hire some people that refuse to take it. Right. Because they might push some new ideas we on need, you. We need three guys. This is just going to be a bunch of people desperate to do whatever you say. We need one nerd that... Every question is just not a conversation in their head. Love it. Fire yeah. me up. 
We need one person who thinks these are all super dumb and isn't yeah. going to answer them, and we need one guy split the gap. They but probably I don't think the Yankees ans- they probably hire everyone that gets closest to what they want it to be, so they're hiring all like-minded people. Yes, 1,000%. That's crazy. Which of the following pitchers would you prefer to have on your team? Him? Um, 100% quality starts. 65% quality starts, 350 fit, 450 fit. Ha! Huh? Veto. Yeah. That's a Veto. Team A and Team B. Nope, too many words for me. In which of the following scenarios is it smarter to run a contact play with a runner on third? Interesting. With zero outs or with one out? Oh, man. The contact play Yankees. I mean, they run it all the time, but I, the answer has to be with one out. With zero outs, you can still score on an out. So you would stay put. Yeah, and this is another. I This, this might, one's a weed This out. might be the one that throws me out of the room just because it's like, well, who's hitting? Who's running? Like, to do this in a silo is the problem with analytics. <laughs> to do this as one question <clears throat> on a quiz with no I think data. this question is them looking for the, like... You know, they, they view this one the same as, like, wh- when is it okay to get thrown out at third? And it's never with zero outs, never with two outs. And then, yeah, 75% of people said one out because that's the right answer. Uh, everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. That's my answer. Should, we just, should we just play My Cousin Vinny for an episode of, of Talking Yanks? Probably get some good views. Uh, I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and find one that's a different than what we've like the things we've done should find the last. Well, here's, here's one that's at the bottom of my page. It's wordy, but let's see, let's see if it works. Team A and B both currently have a two war third baseman. Two teams have a two war third baseman bang. And they have the option of signing a five war third baseman to one year 15 for next season. Okay. Team A is currently projected to win 70 games. Bad team. Team B is currently projected to win 88 games next season. Given no other information, which team would benefit more from signing the five-war third baseman? The team that's projected to win 88 games. Gets them into the postseason. What does fucking 75 games give you? Yeah, I mean, I the only thing I could put as a both teams benefit equally would be you could trade that third baseman and cash in at the trade deadline. I mean, sure, if we're allowed right. to, like, add on stuff. Right. I mean, technically, both teams benefit equally, but no. I mean, one team goes from on the outskirts of the playoffs to a playoff team, right. and the other one goes from on the outskirts of the playoffs to on the outskirts of the playoffs. So I would Still needing one more big move. Yes, I would say Team B. It's like puts them over the edge where the other doesn't. <laughs> my, my nerves reading that question is like... Are they looking for somebody to say, well, they in both cases, you'd be getting five more war. And What does the public say on this one? Uh, the vote went almost 50% to B and 38% went to both would benefit equally. And then A was, was by far third. Is that what you would do? Um, it, I'd be curious what anybody's like, and explain your answer is after. But Yeah, I mean, I... I think everything you said is right. That my my only caveat is uh if I'm trading that guy and I'm getting assets back at the end that could help team A more in the future. 
Yeah. But if if that in this silo that we're creating doesn't exist, it's easily team B. It does nothing does, for team A. Does the two or third baseman you've got have value that, that other teams might want? Right. Does he have something else he can do? If you if, can you move him to second or if I it, if this was a Yankees things. test, I'd say should have kept Geo. Don't trade for Donaldson if that's the question. Oh my goodness. I just read one and I'm done. And he's done. Thank you guys. Do you want to hear it? You tell me. Your starter has a 320 FIP on this. So the Yankees just fucking only look at FIP. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> That's why they get all these sinker ball relievers gotcha. that get put balls on the ground and get hits or errors or Clay can't field his position. And they see nothing count. wrong with it because it doesn't hurt his FIP. And that's what all they look at. Jesus Christ. Your starter has a 320 FIP on the season and has thrown five shutout innings so far. 18 batters faced in today's must-win game. Yankees don't believe in must-win games. He has thrown 71 pitches so far. You have five rested relievers (laughs) in your bullpen with FIPs between 320 and 340 for the season. And you are currently winning one nothing, one nothing. Given no other information, what would you do for the sixth inning? My answer: Go fuck yourselves. Yeah, I was gonna say, shove it up your butt. And I'm out. This is a full audit, and if this is how you're hiring people, you're just hiring a bunch of like-minded nerds that are gonna do whatever you say. That's a terrible way to hire people. Cash, let us know how we did. Did we get the jobs? Maybe Cash Herb Brooks us. I'm gonna take your test. I take your stupid test. Maybe Herb Dean's us. Actually, we're the first people that ever told them this quiz sucks, and we're hired. <laughs> Here's your quiz. Guy crying. I'll be here corner. on Monday. At the end, you guys need. Good? I think so. We're good on those. Yep. All right, go Yanks, Tom Grams. Go Yankees. Subscribe. Listen this far. True or false? Openers can work for a few games, but trying to use them in 40 to 50 games per year would be unsustainable strategy. The heck? True. <laughs> Nerd Almost alert. half of people said false to that. What? Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.